Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's at, um, you know, usually it's as close as I can get to a home field event for me growing up in Louisville, but the season, season's been good. This is kind of always a, a time in the year I'm getting excited to get to. Obviously, being a totally different time of year, it's a lot different, but... Um, it's you know it's been it's been a good year. Uh, the wins came a, a pretty long time ago, so those are those are in the past now. It's not like I can t- enjoy those or celebrate those for for any reason. Um, I just need to kind of keep my head down and keep practicing, keep getting myself ready, getting my body ready, my game, and uh, you know because this this season's winding down and uh, getting close closer and closer to playoff time in, in Atlanta. So uh, need to keep buckling down couple top tens uh, to start our return to golf a month ago. Uh, took last week off. Just t- talk a little bit about your uh, preparations for this week and if you're feeling fresh coming into the week. Yeah, I, I felt, you know, I didn't really have much expectations or many expectations coming into the first three events because I knew I was going to be rusty. I just felt like it was a matter of how rusty. You know, I, I've been practicing and putting in a lot of work, but um you can't, you know, you can't emulate anything, you know, taking four months off uh, and trying to do that same exact thing at home and getting in that competitive mind uh, mind frame. And, you know, I can go have money games at, at home with buddies or, or whatever it might be, but I can't, I, I can't have those nerves of trying to win a golf tournament or, you know, having to hit a three-footer that matters. Yeah, you know, we're going to make 99.9% of those, but every once in a while, you know, what happens? But then again, we have to hit them now. So it just was little things here and there getting used to them. But, um I was glad to play some good golf. I felt like I, I just fought a bit of a bulky putter uh, those couple weeks, and uh, I was disappointed to, to play so poorly at Travelers. But um, but yeah, I just got a, had a week off, got a little rest, and tried to just enjoy the time off because um, you know I, I realized pretty quickly how much of a grind golf is, even without fans and and all the adrenaline rush. It, it definitely uh, wears on you, so it's important to get your rest. All right, thank you. We'll open it up to uh, questions. We'll start start with Rob Aller from the Columbus Dispatch. Hey, Justin. Hey. Uh, question about the fans. Uh, competitively, uh, how does it change? How how have you reacted to it? Are you getting used to it? Uh, you know, everything from the rough no longer being trampled to just you know stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely getting used to it. it it's it's weird, but I. I didn't have as hard a time getting used to as I thought I would. But to me, the biggest difference was uh, those first two weeks when I played well and, and was around the lead, um, that that was a bummer. I, I, I missed that part of it. You know, the Thursday, Friday, yeah, you're going to have a lot of fans out there and you're going to have people cheering you on, but you just don't have that adrenaline rush on Thursday, Friday, sometimes even Saturday. But um, sorry, I'm sweating a little bit from how hot it is here. Um, you don't... Uh, you don't have that adrenaline rush as much with the fans here or without, without the fans here. I mean, obviously you still, I mean, at Colonial, I had the nerves. I, I wanted to still want to win the tournament. I could still feel it, but I just, you know, having a putt and kind of feeling that buzz and then knowing that if I make this putt, there are guys behind me and guys in front of me are going to hear a roar. So it's a little stuff like that. That's different. But like I said, at the beginning, you got to get used to it. At the end of the day, I didn't play well enough and, and the, the however many people beat me played better than I did that day. Uh, I can't use it as an excuse, but it is something that I think myself and a lot of guys miss is when you have a chance to win the tournaments or even you know some of the featured holes in the course. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun to create a little noise. Yeah, specifically to this place, sort of aesthetically. Um, is it weird not you know without the, the grandstands? Are you seeing things you've never seen before like out there today? 
For sure. I haven't been out on the course yet. Uh, I will say it was very peaceful practicing. I mean, it's nice because you have to do a lot of walking to get from the putting green to the chipping green. So that stuff like that was nice. But it is, uh, I mean, Travelers was the first course I've played that I'm familiar with that had grandstands. And I mean, I saw stuff I've never seen before on the course. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like out there uh, once I go check it out. I mean, you know, I think of holes like six where, you know, you can never see seven in all the houses. Um you know, holes like nine, people sitting all up on the on the bank there. Same with 18, you know, 16, completely surrounded. We're probably going to be able to see up 17 now. So stuff like that's different. But, um, you know, again, it's it's not a it's not a big deal at all. We hopefully we can we can manage and uh, do all right. Thanks. OK, let's go to Steve DiMeglio with USA Today. Justin, a couple of them. Um, one, what are your expectations this week? I've kind of, I mean, I obviously I hope to play well and have a chance to win the tournament, but I, I have not played this place uh, consistently very well. I've had some good finishes, but um, it seems to be few and far in between. It uh, seems to be a top top 10 or a missed cut. So I, there's obviously some things that I need to figure out about this golf course and things I need to do better. So because of that, I'm taking these practice days probably a little bit more seriously and trying to figure out why I haven't done as well those years. Uh, I mean, obviously not playing well is a big part to do with it, but I still feel my game is good enough where I should never miss a cut, you know, a couple times at a place that I feel fits my game like this one does. So, um, I mean, to answer your question, I yeah, I expect to play well and have a chance to win. But that being said, uh, I need to get a little bit more comfortable and execute a lot better for uh, for that to happen for what's happened in the past. Well, this segues into trying to figure out what you're trying to figure out. With these practice rounds this week, when you know that there's the chance that the course will play so much drastically different this week as opposed to next mm-hmm. week, will you be practicing the certain parts of the area uh, of the greens that you've never done, hitting from different tee boxes that you've never hit from before, and just your general thoughts of basically playing the same course but two different ways in the next two weeks? Yeah, it's true. I never really thought of that. I'm sure we'll we'll have some pins and some and some tees that we've never seen before. But everybody else has done that. And um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm not going to go out there and spend six hours hitting from different places I've never hit before. When you know that it, it becomes unproductive at that point. When you know I need to, I only have so much time in a day where I can be focused and and pay attention and get all out of it. And you know, if I start hanging out too long or, or just trying to over practice or overdo this, then it's just going to become the point of being unproductive. So I need to go through my all normal protocols I do in a practice round, and maybe just when I'm hitting putts, hit it to a couple of different spots. But the fortunate thing is I've played the course enough, and I've hit it in a lot of different places on this course before to where I, I know a lot of it for the most part, but I'll just go check out some of the little changes here and there uh, when I go see it. Thanks, big man. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question from Ben Everill with PGATour.com. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, thanks. Um, this one's not so much about you, but Matt Fitzpatrick's got a fill-in caddy that you used as a fill-in as well, Bones, for the next couple of weeks. And nice. So uh, just wanted to get your uh, thoughts on how that went for you, you know, that that, that time we mm-hmm. had him in Hawaii and whatnot, and, and what, what he can expect having some yeah. of Bones on the back. That's nice. I didn't know that. That's that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, Bones, is he's great. I, I like him... I like him just as much as a person as I do a caddy, which I think is extremely important um, in terms of a partnership. I mean, you need to enjoy being around the person just as much as you enjoy everything they do on the course because obviously this is a different situation. It's not like they've been together for a while or who knows what whatever's going to happen. But, 
you know, for me and Jimmy, like I, I hang out with him more than any than I hang out anybody probably ever. You know, I, I'm spending however many hours a day with them the next six days. I'm going to do the same exact thing next week, and I'm going to have an off week, and then we're going to do the same thing the next week and the next week. So for me, it he was so good at just kind of asking questions and just understanding what I wanted, and that's something that's really important because at the end of the day, I I know my rookie year, especially and in the beginning, is especially as a kid, as you know, being younger, I I feel I don't want to disrespect uh, an older caddy and tell them something that I want or that you know I feel or what I want them to do differently. I just felt like it was disrespectful or I didn't want to make them mad, but. At the end of the day, um, we are the boss in the situation, and they also want us to tell them because if they don't get better, then things aren't going to get better as a team, which is the most important part. So that's something I thought he was uh, he was great at doing is just trying to kind of feel out the player. You'll probably have some uh, experience around this joint too to, to impart. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, there's not too many places he doesn't have experience at, and that that's another great uh, great asset for him. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate yep, it. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Bill Pennington with the New York Times. Uh, hi, Justin. I, I have a question that's a little off topic. Um, uh, when you were new to the tour, uh, do you remember the first time in the final round you had a, a putt that might be worth 200000 or $400,000, and uh, how unsettling was that? Uh, you probably aren't going to believe me, but no. I've, uh, I've never had a putt where I've thought you know this if I miss this I, I cost myself of 100 and whatever or 200 or 400 or whatever it is I just I've never ever once been about the money I, I just it, to me it's I would much rather finish fourth than ninth than make you know 200,000 instead of a hundred or 100 or whatever it is I, again that's I have no idea I don't a lot of people could tell you what a three-way tie for six is in a $9 million purse, whereas I have no clue, and I, that's just not me. The 100% the most nervous I've been on a putt that hasn't been to win a golf tournament is uh, the 18th putt, or my putt on the 18th hole of the last round in Atlanta last year because I, that that one was the first ever time I'm like, this is probably a million-dollar putt, and it was like a three-footer. That that was the only time, but that's something that's not very common. Um but other than that, I, or even early in my career, I just I never had an instance of that. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to Doug Ferguson with the Associated Press. Justin, kind of an unrelated uh, or related Bryson question, everyone to look at it. Um, in, in your golfing career, have you ever changed your approach to the game based on what you saw from somebody else? Yeah. Uh, y- Yes, I mean I've changed it. I've tried to hit different shots. I mean I've I feel like I, watching guys like Tiger or, or Phil or people that are strict or guys that are really good with their wedges, I I was like I, they can get to a back pin a lot easier than I can on a place like this where sometimes the greens are a little softer, ball spins a lot, whereas I couldn't. And I would change. I mean that's not like a change in your game like he's doing, but I would more so learn shots. But no, I've I've never seen anything like uh, what he's done and how successful he's done it. What, and I ask this as a completely open-ended question. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the fascination with him right now? What do you think his fascination is? No, what do you think, like, the public fascination of, oh. of him is? Why do you think it is? I, he hits it far. I mean, people love someone who hit it far. Uh, and But, I mean, my 
my perception is I just was hitting balls next to him at Travelers, and it honestly was frustrating because, like, he's hitting it 350 in the air, and you could put a blanket over about half of them. And that's what's unbelievable is I, people don't understand how hard it is to hit that straight at that highest speed. I mean, it's really, really hard to hit a ball straight at 110 miles an hour swing speed, let alone 130 miles an hour swing speed, and to do it consistently. Obviously, he has some foul balls on a place like last week where it looked like you could hit it anywhere, but I mean, for the most part, he's driving it on a string really far. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty it's pretty unbelievable, but uh, it's obviously working for him. I went from from kind of being a little skeptical about it to you know maybe saying some things to realizing he was beating me every week, and I should probably shut up and just start playing better for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Adam Shupak with Golf Week. Hey, Justin, uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, what's your strategy about playing the week before a major? Do you like to do that? If, and if so, like, how did you come up with that? What worked for you? I've, I've always taken the weeks off before the majors. I just I feel like, for me, one of the biggest ways to take a lot of energy out of yourself is winning a golf tournament or having a chance to win a golf tournament. And I felt... I would never want to go into a major off of that. So why am I going to go play a tournament the week before when I'm going there to try to win? So I'm basically saying I'm going to go here to try to be really tired for the Masters next week. And that to me just didn't make sense. I mean, I understand the concept of you playing well and you could you could figure it out well enough to keep it going. But I mean, in my opinion, I mean, the Masters US Open, it takes so much out of you. Um, I liked it before the British or the Open last year because... I have struggled in the open, and I felt like getting another week on the time change and the conditions was was useful for me. But um, I have learned I've played well off of off weeks before, so I've just kind of transferred that to playing at home to where, you know, I might play money games or I might just go play Thursday to Sunday, you know, 18 holes, but I don't have that absolute grind of trying to win a golf tournament and just, you know, having a lot of strain on myself and my body and my mind type thing. How does having a WGC the week before the PGA impact your your plans? I mean, it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's always been like that. I mean, it's it's just been in that area. So I like Memphis. I like that course. And uh, I've never been to Harding Park. But, I mean, I like the idea of, you know, like I said, you kind of get rolling. But then it's the same sort of thing I said to where you have to try to not be exhausted. And, I mean, you're going over to the West Coast, so it's going to be tough. But, uh, that being said, I'm not going to miss the opportunity to play in a WGC. If it was another event at a course where maybe I didn't like, I probably wouldn't go play. But um, I like that tournament. I like that course. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll just get hot for two weeks. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll take a few more. Let's go to Catherine Ortiz with PGA Tour Entertainment. Hi, Justin. Hi. Uh, regarding the course, uh, you know, as you know, this is a Jack Nicholas design course. What is it that you like about a Jack Nicholas course? Uh, well, his courses are usually second shot courses, I would say. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at picking apart specifics that architects do, you know, like, you know, this person's known for their bunkers, this person's known for this. Uh, but I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure Jack's courses are second shot courses. I mean, he, that, I would say it was a strength of his game, and I do like that aspect of it. I mean, it is you know you have to hit it well. The the fairways are, are pretty generous out here. The greens are are 
also pretty generous, but they have some severe um, severity to them. So you need to have control of your ball, putting them in the correct spots. You know, a hole like one, you know, you putting the ball above the hole versus above the hole six feet versus below the hole 12, 15 feet is a big difference. And, you know, he wants to expose someone who maybe doesn't have their game that day, but if they're playing well, driving it well, hitting their irons well, you know, they can go shoot a, a 65 or 6. And I think that's something that this course really uh, has every time you tee it up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to Steve DeMeglio, USA Today. Justin, I assume you have a memory bank full of what putts do around here. How much is that going to be changed with this week when they're going to be running a little slower on the stem as opposed to what you've been used to? Yeah, well, um, kind of like I said earlier, it's not like uh, I have a ton of, you know, I have some years of good memories, but uh, <laughs> but it will be different. You know, it's like it's very, very similar to playing Augusta when you go, say, play in October or, or December or something. It's, you know, you have that putt on, on 9 or 10 where you're just kind of feeding it and just kind of letting it get to the fall line and go, whereas you can kind of – the hole's here and you're on this line and usually you're going up here you can take a more direct line so stuff like that's going to have an impact but you know at the end of the day I would hope that myself and I'm sure the other guys feel the same way can adjust uh, and that's what these preparation days are for to get used to the speed of the greens and try to you know use that a little bit once you get on the course but I'm sure there will be times um, many guys and uh, myself maybe from time to time hopefully not too often where you're looking at past putts, but uh, hopefully just getting kind of accustomed to that these next couple of days. Thanks, babe. Yep. Okay, our last question will come from Doug Ferguson. Trying to do the math, JT. I think you were probably 12 or 13 when your fellow Kentuckian JB turned pro and, and obliterated Phoenix. Do you have any recollection of, of kind of the reaction to that as a young kid in Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I would say... I do remember that just because I remember it was actually funny. I, I I played with him somewhere recently, and I was talking. He's using a driver right now that sounds similar to that Cobra that he used a long time ago. It's very loud, and he hit it so far. He already hit it hard, but then it sounded even louder because of how hard he hit it. And I remember that drive he hit on 18 just over everything. And um, it was just cool because I being from Kentucky, and, and I guess Kenny had probably won a couple times, but – you know, he, he has won, obviously, many times in many different tournaments, but that was, you know, that was kind of the first, like, new person, I guess. You know, like, for me, I'd heard of Kenny Perry, but I may not have ha- heard of J.B. Holmes just because of my young age and hadn't won yet. So, uh, but, yeah, it was it was quite a buzz, and I know it was a lot cooler going to the high school event at Campbellsville Country Club because that's where he grew up, and, uh, you know, now it's like, oh, this is the home of J.B. Holmes and, and stuff like that. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices paint and music at a cosy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there's something for everyone. 
from Kids Fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit FootJoy.com slash Shoe Finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgetone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made superior product, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgetone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. 
Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com.